What's good, comic fam? Another week, another list, a different location. We're not letting that stop us. We got to talk about the trending comics this week. We can't miss a week, given the community their trending list video. We've been doing it for nearly four years. Hit the like, slap the subscribe. You know we have a giveaway on deck, especially with as many books that moved from the dollar bin to the wall over this last week. Major announcements, industry shaking news, seemingly spec that's failing. Let's jump into it at the list at number 10, Spider-Gwen, Gwenverse issue number one. Coming out this past month, this convention exclusive was a print count of a thousand and was a variant of another variant that Mike Mayhew has already released that's actually still available on his website. He did a homage to NYX issue number four, the second appearance of X-23, giving Gwen Stacy the X-23 treatment, the dual claws, and in the original exclusive that he dropped, the classic yellow costume with no mask. Looks like it was quite popular because they took that same pose, different superhero uniform, and masked Gwen Stacy up to produce this variant that's making our list this week. I encourage the community to follow Mike Mayhew over on Instagram. This artist routinely pumps out exquisite variants for a lot of next-gen heroes in particular. Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy, as mentioned, X-23, and so many more. And you may be wondering, why is Gwen Stacy dressed up as X-23? Well, in Spider-Gwen Gwenverse, this limited series run that's coming out, they just dropped issue two, I believe. That's as far as I've gotten through. We actually see Gwen Stacy dabbling in the multiverse and coming face-to-face with alternate versions of herself. So yeah, we have Spider-Gwen, but what if Gwen Stacy picked up Mjolnir? And we get Thor Gwen, which is what you get in this comic book. You also see Gwen Stacy as Captain America, and you do see her as Gwen Howlett. Yes, the super soldier from Canada, a weaponized Gwen Stacy as Wolverine. Now, we have some good news, comic fam. The convention scene is coming back. I just got my tickets to Megacon. I got to know, are you going to be in Florida? Will I meet you there? Look for me at the WhatNot booth and in the comics section. You know that I'm going to be hunting for some books, and I'll be utilizing the best app to do it, Key Collector Comics. Use Tom 101 to support what we do, but unlock yourself a free two-week subscription of the best comic app in existence. This is going to help you catalog your comics, stay up on the rapidly moving marketplace, and it's going to increase your success in finding comics you didn't know were worth pulling out of those bins. And back at the list, at number nine, seemingly some failed spec that I warned you about, damn it. We have Superior Iron Man issue number one. Tony Stark going full antagonist with a brand new suit. One specifically that keeps his face visible and that spiked after the early Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer dropped featuring someone possibly cosmic, possibly in an iron suit. It was kind of at a distance and the wishful thinking was this could be a reprisal. This could be Tony Stark. Or this may be Tom Cruise as Tony Stark because variants are a thing. This 2015 run written by Tom Taylor spiked up then and over this last week has been selling for $30 average sales. And we saw a March high sale for a 9.8 of $250. And here's the thing. 
earlier this week, we saw rumors starting to be posted online that Tom Cruise had a part, although brief, but was going to be featured in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. And quickly, a lot of other scoopers, because these are all unconfirmed rumors, started coming out saying that, no, that is not happening. We have a slate of other people that we have good word is going to be in the movie, but Tom Cruise isn't one of them. And then, shocking everyone, by the end of the week, and the book, by the way, is doing this the whole time, we saw an increase of copies sold of 122%. We see another trailer giving us a closer look at this flying individual that looks like they're in a suit, but it definitely doesn't look like Tom Cruise and has all but thrown out the spec as it pertains to this particular hero that we see in the sky. If anything, we're seeing more spec on Maria Rambo. We're seeing more spec on a Captain Marvel variant than anything that would relate to Tony Stark, which has now seemingly tanked this book as far as spec potential. But I want to know the community's thoughts. Do you think that there is still a chance? We're going to find out in a little over a week. Now, regardless of if I'm on a trip, having to do a video in a hotel room, I am up Tuesday night waiting anxiously for Moon Knight to drop at the list at number eight. From 2016, the Jeff Lemire run, we have Moon Knight number one making the list. $30 average sales, April high for CGC 9.8 hitting $135. And since the drop of episode four, and really including episode five, the numbers have stayed relatively strong. We have an increase of copies sold of 153%. Now, between episode four and episode five, we've learned so much about Mark Spector or Stephen Grant or even a little bit about Jake Lockley. I digress. The main reason why this comic is spiking, though, is because the show is harnessing one of the best narratives of any Moon Knight comic book to homage, to pay tribute to, which is the Jeff Lemire run, which is page after page of making the viewer question if what we're reading and experiencing is actually what's taking place in reality or if it's just taking place in Mark Spector or Stephen Grant or Jake Lockley's head. Now, we do get some world building that is connected to the greater MCU at large, which I wasn't expecting. So make sure to catch up on Moon Knight. It is becoming a very important show as it pertains to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And what's this? A book I did not expect to talk about this week, Dark Hawk number one from 1991 at the list at number seven. Seeing $20 average sales, a high sale for a CGC 9.8 direct copy this month sold for $300. And look at this. The barcode effect is so real for these modern books. A 9.8 newsstand hit $610 this month. But why an increase of copies sold of 143%? We know there's a lot of diehard Dark Hawk fans. We know about Marvel Age issue number 47, the preview of Darkhawk being one that members hunt for all the time. It's like a badge of honor in your collection to own this book. It's a cool superhero. It defies the 90s craze like Valiant's Turok does for independent books. However, this past week, James Gunn responded to a tweet where he was asked if we were ever going to see Darkhawk and to the surprise of everyone shocking the entire comic book community. James Gunn responded that Dark Hawk was almost in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. What? That's nuts. I mean, we know that James Gunn likes to really push 
who he can get on the screen. He likes to surprise everybody. But seeing Darkhawk potentially in Guardians 2, this is very intriguing and has communicated to the community that, hey, it almost happened then. Why couldn't it happen in the future? So people are picking up their books now, crossing their fingers that this 90s hit superhero may get his time on the screen finally. At the list at number six, I warned the community dollar bin books be spiking this week. This one is no exception. We have Incredible Hercules, issue number 120, debuting back in 2008, seeing a 2,000% uptick in copies sold. $3 average sales, but by the end of the week, we're seeing high-graded raw copies hit a height of $15. Now, this is the first appearance of the Scroll God, Clyben, and these issues take place as one-offs, tie-ins to the secret invasion narrative that is largely going to be adapted to the secret invasion Disney Plus show. And over this past week, members of the comic community discovered a hat that was given away on the set of Secret Invasion. And on the front of the hat has an owl with an eye patch, probably paying tribute to Nick Fury. But on the back, some scroll language. And once deciphered, translated, it read, he loves you. And that mantra is definitely not random. That's a mantra that is utilized when worshiping or talking about the scroll god in these particular issues of Incredible Hercules. Now, this particular character only shows up in a few issues as a cameo and gets his full reveal in issue 120, but by the end of this story arc, he dies, like in the same issue. He gets uh, stabbed in the back by another god's spinal cord. It's pretty ruthless, pretty hardcore. But this right here is just more proof that Marvel is sourcing characters that don't have a whole lot of narrative or lore behind them so that they can offer a fresh take without stepping on anyone's toes who are looking for comic book continuity. And this right here just is another comic book added to the list of characters that no one was really specking on that gives so much opportunity on the hunt because now this dollar bin book has just blown past the $10 mark and is reaching $15 in high grade. Keep an eye out for issue 119. He definitely makes an appearance in Cameo and there's a bit of an origin tale that takes place between both of these issues. You're going to want to grab them both because you're probably going to find them next to each other in those dollar bins. Now at the list of number five, we have more dollar bin books that are spiking out of those back issue bins. We have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, issue number seven, debuting back in 2006. We got the key alert, the news from Deadline, confirmed by Sony taking a very obscure character, a luchador who appeared only in two issues of this run by Peter David in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man. We have El Muerto. This is a character that no one was specking on and has only one real antagonist in the short two issues that he appears in. And that antagonist is El Dorado, who makes his first full appearance in this issue of number seven. Surprising everybody because we know that Sony's hunting for different spider characters to bring to the screen. But this is a, another one of those interesting decisions, a solo movie, a what could be a one-shot, something that will tie into the Spider-Verse very lightly, 
But I have to know what the community thinks about this because this is just another one of those situations where no one saw this coming. And it's just another reason why the hunt is such a beautiful thing. Every week, there are new comics that you can go after that may be just hidden in your own back issue bin waiting to spike. To be portrayed by Latin star Bad Bunny. I have to know what the community thinks about this announcement. This is definitely one of the more shocking Sony announcements that we've had, especially when you consider that we're getting a Craven solo movie and a Madam Web movie. And now at the list at number four, New Avengers number seven, debuting back in 2005, the first appearance of the UN World Superhero Group, the Illuminati. And this comic has come and gone on the trending list for years now. I still remember to this day when this book began to creep up on spec radar. This is why you have to hit the subscribe button. And I'll be the first to say, when we heard the initial rumors that Professor X may be slated for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, I poo-pooed this spec. I did not believe it to be true because what are the chances that that would take place? And holy smokes, these last few months have been crazy with trailers coming out, giving us a glimpse about what we believe we're going to see. But this last week, everything changes and we know what's coming. This book's hitting $90 average sales, $450 for a CGC 9.8, and an increase of copies sold of 144% in the last seven days, with under two weeks left until the movie debuts. And this is not something we traditionally see, a last blitz effort to secure a comic that's on the rise. Typically, this is when things start to kind of peter out, you know, people are kind of waiting to see, they've kind of made their bets, but the trailers that are coming out as we ramp up for this movie are giving us more and more detail of what to expect. And we hear Carl Mordo specifically say the Illuminati, this is a group that is happening. And shout out to Key Collector for keeping up on the spec because in March, we also heard courtesy of Empire Magazine that this team was confirmed. But until you actually see it, that's when the needle really moves. And we also see a plethora of other things that I think no one was expecting to see. We see Professor X in that classic X-Men chair. We also see what appears to be a Captain Marvel variant. We mentioned that earlier in this video. Maria Rambeau, who by the way, in Avengers 246 makes her first appearance, which spiked 850% this week because of this trailer. Also, we see the Living Tribunal, the Judicial Authority, Equity, Necessity, and Revenge, the three-headed cosmic being Yes, we did see an Easter egg in the void in Loki, but seeing them in trailer this week had my jaw drop and hit the floor. Both Strange Tales 157 and 158 spiked this week, both making the trending 20. We saw 158, the first full appearance, go up 300% in copies sold. Keep an eye out for that 157. There is a cameo appearance at the end of that book, and I've Thought that that book was undervalued for quite some time. Storanko goodness. But that's not the only reveal that we saw in this trailer. But we're going to save it for further on the list. At the list at number three, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi issue number one. Back on the list, debuting in 1993, seeing $25 average sales and a high sale for a CGC 9.8 of 200 
and 50 Bones. Now, this is a book that started spiking back in December of last year after Lucasfilm's employees were gifted a record player that had various trademarked logos on the side of the box. One of them, an unreleased project, an unannounced project, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, which spiked this book then and has been on spec radar ever since. But we haven't heard any news about this project until this week, which is why we're seeing a 633% increase in copies sold. Now, there's going to be a Star Wars convention type gathering happening in May in Anaheim, and there's a bunch of panels that are being solicited on their website. And what's curious is that one of the panels was Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, and there was panel information uploaded and what it stated was that there was a conversation that was going to take place discussing the animated anthology of short stories that tales of the jedi was going to dive into but this information was scrubbed from the website that same day and after this news circulated because star wars fans are ravenous as soon as any info gets posted there are people waiting to find out they actually put the information back on the website but this tells me that they were trying to keep this under wraps they didn't want this news to get out there but the news got out there and now we just have to wait till may to find out more info on this new animated series and now we're at the list of number two with Captain Carter number one. Did not see this coming. $10 average sales and an increase of copies sold of 104% this week. But I'll tell you, this number is going to be blowing up all week long because this trailer for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness showcased not just Professor X, at least a glimpse of him, not just supposedly Maria Rambo or the confirmation of the Illuminati. We see someone who appears to be Peggy Carter. I want to know who you think this is. Is this Captain Carter or could this be a Captain Britain? Regardless, this right here is a book that came out over this last year and a lot of people didn't spec on it when they should have. There's a 1 in 25 variant. They're calling it an animation variant to kind of go with the you know What If series. We also have a Captain Carter number one limited to 1,000 copies by David Nakayama. I definitely recommend that. And if you really want to go into it, this is kind of a similar vibes to like Jane Foster Thor, you know, Captain Carter gets her own solo series with this issue, but we see Peggy as a Captain America superhero prior to this, specifically in Exiles issue number three. And I always got to mention it whenever I talk about this book, the one in 10 Agent Peggy Carter is Captain America variant. This is a World War II cover homage of Rosie the Riveter, Peggy Carter as Captain America. What a list this week. Hit the like, slap the subscribe, and enter you to win a Whatnot Omni-Man issue number one variant. And at the list at number one, we warned you, I foreshadowed it earlier, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue number six from 2006, seeing dollar bin sales that weren't even happening on the internet just a week ago. Climbing all the way up to $85 average sales, an increase in copies sold of 4,900% this past week. We have the cameo of the antagonist that we chatted about earlier on the list, El Dorado, but this is the first appearance of El Muerto, the luchador who 
gets his powers by wearing his father's wrestling mask. As mentioned, Bad Bunny, a Latin Grammy Award winner, will be portraying El Muerto in this spinoff series that is set to take place in 2024. And these two issues of Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issues six and seven really provide us with the origin that is likely going to take place because that's really the only source material that they have. And you find out that El Muerto derives his superpowers from the luchador mask that was passed down to him from his father who essentially sacrificed himself. And that's the reason why El Muerto has to battle Spider-Man. He's fighting for his honor and his father's legacy. I got to hear what the community thinks in the comment section below because we're seeing an increase of copies sold for Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man issue number six of 4,900%. So I'm assuming that some of you watching this video have gone and secured your issues, probably on the cheap. Let me know by commenting, like, and subscribe. And as always, geek responsibly. Enough said. Comic fam, I'm over here, you know, doing this video in this hotel room and... Real talk. Um, I'm getting to the end of this list. I look at my phone and I, I see the news. Uh, legendary comic artist, creator, Neil Adams has passed away. And and that's a, a pretty damn crazy thing to happen. Um, a major influence to the medium we all love. Not just to characters like Dead Man or Batman or Green Lantern. or I'm sure many will cite as characters he's created like Ra's al Ghul or Talia al Ghul. He was someone who, with the help of like Denny O'Neill, ushered in such a maturity level of writing that I think gave a breath of fresh air and life to our medium that had he not done that, who knows where we would be um, in the comic space. So uh, my condolences to his family and wow, what, what a day, what a way to end the video. So I felt like I had to say something, and it was just so shocking. So this is, this is real. This is, this is how it goes, you know. Um, love your family, you know. Uh, life passes us by pretty damn quick. So keep responsibly, comic fam. I'll see you soon.